Good morning. Welcome to another episode of AI Buzz. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Nick. Some great stories out of the world of machine learning and artificial intelligence for you today. What will I talk about today? Let's review it. First up, the National Oceanic, Oceanic? and Atmospheric Association, NOAA, that's usually what I call it, using computer vision to count fish. A really cool company out of California using satellite images to track wildfires. Neural Magic. Stay tuned to figure out what they do. And lastly, how to properly see how a construction project is coming along. I know some of us would uh, really appreciate status checks once in a while. Talking about this particular road project that's been going on for several years in a neighborhood near us. All that and more. Definitely some digressions along the way. Let's see where this goes. Let's get started. First up, taking stock of how many species and uh, species inhabit an ecosystem. It's very important information to have. Whether we want to help endangered species recover or if we want to effectively farm certain species, keeping tabs on the conditions and also the count and how the species are doing is critical and typically you're dealing with huge quantities um you know and there's just so many to count so many variables to take into account and the national oceanic atmospheric association i think i need some help pronouncing that one word oceanic NOAA. i'm just going to call it NOAA from now on they're doing exactly this with fish populations over in uh, over off the coast of California. They are essentially trying to count the number of fish in particular areas, and they're trying to create software that can automatically take video footage underwater and count the number and size of the fish that are present in the images. The need for this is clear. The traditional method is counting fish uh, with a net, essentially trying to drag a net along the bottom of the, the body of water, capturing a certain number of fish, and then pulling it up and counting them manually. So, of course, there must be a better way. Of course, this can be optimized with technology. At least, I hope it can. This method seems pretty promising from NOAA, the software thing that they're creating. You know, when you're dragging a net along the bottom of a uh, you know, body of water, there are some very clear limitations. Certain uh, environments, if you're dragging a net along the bottom, if it's too rough or um, if there's a lot of, I guess, artifacts like branches and you know, rocks and stuff, you really can't be doing this method. And also, um, you know, there's other bodies of water where it's too deep to even drag in that. So turning to a method like this really could help get more accurate counts in a wide range of different settings. They're working on this automated image analysis strategic initiative and... That's what they call it. 
and they're analyzing the images with these cameras, counting the fish. They're calling it Cam Troll. Cam Troll, pretty cool name. And they're essentially able to get the count as well as the fish size. And there was a pretty cool news article from a news station nearby the it was KCUU TV, which is a, a news station near where this work took place. I guess they reached out to some of the researchers on the study and got some answers on how much this technology is helping them. They say, the researchers say that the Camtrol program can essentially process a full summer's worth of work in a day. So there's some intern in years past essentially sorting through thousands of images and trying to count the number of fish. So Camtrol has pretty much just made that person's life easier and can essentially do that same amount of work in a day. And they're still improving it. There's still a lot of, um, you know, inaccuracies. And they're, it's a work in progress. And they're hoping to reach an accuracy of 80%, which they say is kind of the bar for really rolling this thing out. So really cool stuff. They aim to keep integrating computer vision into you know, any of its analysis procedure because they're really seeing the impact it can have. And they're going to be putting those work hours into uh, different areas that they can be working on instead of counting fish for summer. Cool stuff. Next up, wildfires. Wildfires are currently some of the most notorious natural disasters that we hear about in the United States. They're extremely common in California and other regions of the country that have large amounts of forests that are really dry and that we don't really have controlled burning in. They're a part of nature. They happen, um, you know, it's, it's part of nature's way of kind of recycling. And, you know, these have happened for millions of years before we were around and still continue to happen. But now that humans live pretty close to these fires, they cause a lot of danger and a lot of fear and a lot of evacuations. Sometimes they can be kept well-maintained by firefighters. Other times they can really, like I said, cause some huge evacuations. Um, there's one recent one that we heard about in the news where just tons of, uh, tons of people had to get evacuated, a bunch of celebrities too. Gotta keep those celebrities safe. I think LeBron James had to leave his house for a little while. So, that stinks. And, but they're, I joke, but these are, these are very serious problems. And they really, you know, people can die in these wildfires that are going out there. And um, being able to monitor and keep track of the vast amounts of forest out in these these states, such as California, will really help keep everyone safer. There's a company called Chooch, C-H-O-O-C-H, A-I. They're trying to analyze satellite imagery to identify when wildfires have started. And by using an automated approach to these, to finding these wildfires, they hope to really reduce the response time to 
tackle some of these fires, which will will certainly help the outcome of, of many of these fires. If you can kind of stop it in its early stages, um, it's less likely to really get out of control. So this is an awesome application of AI and computer vision. There was a really good Washington Post article that I had a great time reading. They talked with the CEO of Chooch, and what they're trying to do specifically is they're trying to look at satellite imagery um, every 10 minutes and essentially see if a fire has started across millions and millions of acres of uh, forest. And they're hoping to have this technology uh, applied in time for the next fire season. I guess that's an actual term that they have out there, unfortunately. Um, you know, certain times of the year, of course, lead to more, uh, probably more dry and optimal conditions for these fires to start. So they're, they're looking at these images, or you know, they're looking at the data every 10 minutes. And an alternative that they have is looking at really, really high resolution data once a day. But they can get this 10-minute data you know, every 10 minutes, and it, it's a lot lower resolution, but it still can have a lot of that information. You can get it a lot quicker. So they're, they're actually training their model on some of this low-resolution uh, imagery. So pretty cool stuff there. And they're, um, you know, this, is, this is just such a good application. They're making everyone safer. These emergency responders are going to be able to be helping out somewhere else. And yeah, great job, Chooch. Looking forward to seeing how um, this gets applied in the next fire season. Next up, software continues to improve in the machine learning universe. Hardware is too. Hardware that's required to keep up with the software is quickly advancing, and it's tough because software, you read about a new package, a new library, a new method. Um, you hear about crazy software updates around the clock. Um Hardware is much slower. Development of hardware is obviously much slower, and we're really running out of, I don't know, we're getting, we're making these things about as small as we can. You know, we can go smaller, but it's uh, it's getting harder and harder as we, we literally are running out of kind of atoms and space to be putting some of these components. We're, we're, we're down to such a tiny scale that a lot of uh, chip companies are, are struggling. So they're looking at things like photonics and quantum computing and all these wild, you know, 3D stacked uh, FinFET uh, chips, all these wild architectures that are, that it has to be a lot different than what we've done because you, you really can't make these things a whole lot smaller. Uh, there's a five nanometer chip that's being created, I think by, who is it? Uh, a, uh, dang, I forget, I forget who's creating the five nanometer chip. I'll have to update everyone with who that was, but there's some chip company making five nanometer chip. And if you think about that, that is insane. An atom diameter is, um, it's about 0.1 nanometers. So, these things are like 50 nanometer, you know, we're, we're, ta we're talking about like 
atoms here. We're talking about like tens of atoms wide in some cases. So this is really a big problem. And the next generation of technology is, is not really there. So, you know, a lot of companies, they're trying to create these specialized hardware pieces such as neural processing units, um, tensor processing units. I think those are the same thing. Um, what are some of the other ones? Well, I guess like GPUs, NVIDIA is essentially has a monopoly on that market. Um, however, a company spinning out of MIT called Neuromagic is one of the up-and-coming players in the world of AI, and they're working with what they already have. They're working with a CPU. So they're coming at this from a software perspective. They're, they're not trying to say, well, we're going to make this, uh, this neuro, specialized neuroprocessing unit, and we're going to make it at three nanometers or some, some crazy like engineering feat that doesn't even really seem possible. They're coming at this from a software perspective, trying to optimize the hardware and optimize you know, how fast some of these calculations can be done on people's existing CPUs. They've recently closed a $15 million funding round, and they're going to keep building what they call an inference engine that will be able to run efficiently on a CPU. So an inference engine is when a model has been trained it can then be transferred to you know a computer, and then inference is the the act of actually predicting with that model. So to train, we'll still need we'll need supercomputers. We'll need um, we'll need Amazon to essentially be training our models with their farm of GPUs. And you know I don't know if there's really a way around just needing a lot of compute power to train models because it needs to crunch tons and tons of data. And but once that's done, the output of, of that is, you know, it's a pretty tiny model actually. It's it's just got tons of learned parameters. But then to actually predict on that, you're just you'd feed in so say you're you have an image classifier of cat versus dog. It could take, you can train a model using, uh, you know, Facebook's, well, Facebook trained one of their, their neural nets and they used like millions of images and their, their final output had millions of parameters. So their output was a model. But then to actually use the model, you feed in a picture of either a cat or a dog and then it will spit out a probability of what it thinks it is. To actually do that part, it's actually not really that um, expensive from a computation standpoint. So that's what an inference engine is. It's, it's doing that second part, which is the actual prediction part once the model's been trained. So Neuromagic is focusing on that application and they're trying to make it as efficient as possible on CPUs. And one advantage they say that they have over a lot of other companies, you know, that are working on these, these you know, optimizing these GPUs or creating the specialized neural neural units, they have access to a much larger amount of memory with a CPU. So you can use the, the full amount of memory that a computer has on board instead of trying to kind of create your own with the graphics cards. You know, you're limited to 
you know, eight or 12 gigabytes uh, of onboard memory in some of the best graphics cards out there. Whereas, you know, someone's computer could pretty easily, you know, someone's pretty standard computer could have 16 or 32 gigabytes available just off the bat. So they get access to all that and they're innovating at a, a really rapid pace and they're looking to overpower and um, outrun hardware development with creating some really cool optimized software. Neural Magic is the name of the company. Check them out. Next up and last up. AI startup funding is exploding. Venture capital firms cannot get enough of these types of startups and companies. They're exploring every nook and cranny for a place to apply AI uh, techniques. I always I cover all types of stories. I read a lot, a ton of AI and machine learning related stories. So I feel like I have a decent exposure to how the text being applied to a lot of different things. However, one thing that uh, one space that I did not expect to see is applying artificial intelligence in the project management realm for construction. So this is awesome right off the bat because construction industry is known to be a little bit inefficient. And typically you'll have project managers that are, um, you know, kind of trying to hold everything together and keep the, the project running smoothly. This company called OpenSpace, they're looking to apply AI to essentially keep track of projects. And what they're going to do is they, they make the software that can be run on cameras that people at the construction site can put on their, their helmets and be kind of walking around with it in their day-to-day -day life. And the software will be able to create kind of a 360-degree um, sort of final time-lapse file. So on day one, uh, someone will be walking around with this camera it'll kind of see what's present on the construction site. It'll recognize things like floors, walls, things like that. And it can kind of piece this together into a status update. And then day two, it can kind of do the same thing. So companies can kind of see the evolution of a construction project with, with this software. This is really cool. And they're gonna be able to create really nice videos of these construction sites. And then you can even upload it to the cloud immediately for uh, you know people who are tracking the project to view. So this is this is fantastic. Um, any anything that can kind of speed up uh, construction project, I think people will really be behind. Um, so Open Space is the name of this company. You should check the, them out too. That's about all I have on this episode of AI Buzz. Brief recap of what I talked about today. Noah using computer vision to count fish and keep track of fish size. Chooch, Chooch AI, identifying wildfires from satellite imagery. Neural magic is casting some spells on the software and they're able to run some optimization software to make inference on CPUs even better. And lastly, I talked about open space, how it's going to Make construction projects take no time at all, right? Well, we'll see. We will see. 
let's go open space. We're all rooting for you. There is this one construction project near where I live that has actually been in progress for like three years and it's caused crazy traffic for years and it seems like there's no end in sight. So maybe we can use open space. Get that sped up. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of AI Buzz. I'm your host, Nick. I'll be back very, very soon with more machine learning and artificial intelligence stories, probably tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good day.